0: G Sean, Jay Will, and Zubin, the podcast.
1: We used to not have above five numbers on, on NBA jerseys. And now we're seeing that because refs couldn't do like seven, <laughs> like hey, how 72 do you do? or something. Yeah, like that? Well, how do you no, no, 78.
2: You have to Remember like Sean
3: Bradley wore 76 and he right. like going like a seven, and six. <laughs> yeah. Like
4: it takes too long. Yeah. Well, right. if he was going to file be... somebody, you could certainly see that.
2: <laughs> you
3: didn't need to put <laughs> a number. Yeah. It was pretty clear. Tall guy foul. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Keyshawn J. Will, zooming, coming to you live from Seaport District Pier 17, brought to you by Chase, Allen Hahn with Key, and Cassidy. Hubberth joins us right now. In Told you Good back. to
1: see you again. Thank you for having me. And we were
3: just talking about numbers. Three out of the last five shows or something yeah, like this that. The thing, this is the thing, though. You're on a roll. Once, you yeah, huh? once you're in, like you're, with tractor beam, it's just right, pull right, you in right. and you can't get back out. But hopefully you don't want to. Uh, we were just talking about numbers. Yes. And Jersey number thing, because – Key is big on jersey numbers, and you said you don't like Otani wearing 17. He just say? don't look right. Does this weird number no, 17? No, he just – yeah, because
4: he just need like a 29 or something like that to me. 17 just what? don't what look right. What do you 20, have against how,
1: 17? Why does it just doesn't look, look better. right. What looks right? So like why does 29, 29 this is a twenty three. Why does 29 look right?
4: Because he's, he's so good uh-huh. that the number pulls the swag down. Cause if he had a better number, his swag I mean, game would be up to me.
1: Dang, like why is seventeen <laughs> swagless? It's just like looked. who had seventeen that in your history that you're thinking about? You're like that number is bogus. It has to be that because there's no, you know, if you just feel a certain way against uh, about a, a, a number, it's like a, it's like a rep. There's a, there's there's a rep no, okay, so
4: here's what I'll tell that's you: who had thing. who has seventeen that you feel good about in any sport?
1: Now here's the: I'm not you're a, gonna say um,
4: Plexico Barris, okay? Plex, the only dude. That I could jump right off the top of my head, like Philip Rivers ain't got no swag. It don't even look right. P.J. Tucker wore 17. You don't it don't like look right. And that it don't I mean, you can argue right. he's a swag. Dennis Schroeder wore 17. That don't. It just ugh. That's great. all the hot dudes go. That's is it. it. Only no Lakers. It's not a Laker thing. But think about no, it. No, he's, like mad,
1: he's mad. about Dennis Schroeder. Yo, you is. know what? You he's more, got, yeah. Not you my wore point guard. I wore
4: nine, yeah. It, nine rocks. That's a hot dog <laughs> nine, number. A single digit that rocks.
1: rocks. What's a hot dog number? What's that reference?
4: That means like just you like diva ish, you can go. You you just got everything, <laughs> just everything about you just look on Key,
1: point. Key. You not making sense, but I understand Why? you're making you like in your mind you're making sense, so I respect you. See, it.
4: she don't get the number thing.
1: <laughs> I don't. I will be fully oh. tell you. I don't like I I follow like it, the like NBA very closely, like, but think about it, in football. I, I would, I would fail. Yates, numbers Yates. I would Yates, Yates. Fail our no producer guy. Yates is Yates matter, with matter,
4: you. Man. Hear Yates say numbers it's matter. Numbers. I feel the same way. Sam, though. Sam, Sam Darnold wore fourteen. That's an ugly number. That's a quarterback. Number. Imagine 14? if you put. Imagine if yeah, you put, put. number. Imagine if you put
3: Brett Favre in fourteen. That wouldn't even look. That would be like.
4: as 14. quarterbacks
1: should be one through what twenty.
3: Not even. Not no, even. I would keep it to, like, 1 through 15, maybe. I would keep it, Yeah, like,
4: 1 through one through 15, but certain like give me guys a 13, give me a look 12, a certain way in a certain number.
3: Like, my quarterback, my quarterback no, that I won the Super
4: Bowl with, Brad couldn't wear nothing but 14. Yeah,
1: but here Because he, like like, <laughs> he looked like a 14. He looked okay. like a Here we go now. I mean, now. 23 wasn't 23 before Jordan made 23, like, mm-hmm. you know, the iconic number. Maybe Otani is about to put seventeen on Front Street and Center. Get with it, just like get, on the, get Ohtani, on the Otani train. Get the Otani if you' train. out there
4: listening, man. Let's switch up that number. Let's go to seven or
3: something. Let's <laughs> let's just do that for me. By the way, my man Nuno pointed out a great seventeen. <laughs> Who? Keith Hernandez. You talking about swag? Oh, no, oh, no, oh, no, no, no! Oh, I know no, he's old, but Keith, Keith Hernandez no, I, had swag I and it. still has swag. I
4: get it. Keith Hernandez has swag. Still has swag. I get it. I understand that That's Keith a good was great. Seventeen. He was a great met. I, I
3: guess it was cool. I guess it was cool. All right. Anyway,
4: I'm,
1: explain to everybody why you, pa- chose, as passionate.
3: why you chose nine though. I I love this little well, backstory.
1: I, well, I mean, my dad would get mad at me for saying anything, but that it was his number, but also I gravitated <laughs> towards it because it was Jordan's dream team number. Right. And yeah. you know, I don't want to be, I mean, grew up in Chicago, so I'm a, you know, the bulls are the reason why I'm in this business. Um, but I didn't want to go obvious 23, so I was like, okay, let's right. go. You come out
3: with 23, and, you get the eye roll. You and, remember with nine, yeah. it's like, oh, yeah.
4: And
1: helps. Ron Harper was my favorite bull. So Yeah, oh, Harper
4: was, yeah, Harp yeah, was nice, though. Yeah. But Harper wore four?
1: And
3: nine. And nine. He wore yeah. four,
4: yeah, and nine. See, hot dogs. numbers. was the
3: calves, I think, right? Yes, he, yes, he yes, wore. wore Single-digit hot dogs, yeah. man. <laughs> yeah. Wait, wait, what is – wait, Pat, Pat – Pat just said something in my ear about Ted Williams.
4: Yeah, I wore nine in baseball because of Ted Williams. <laughs> I wasn't born there. Let's move along.
1: I mean, you Pat's now 12 years wrong old. Ted How Williams? do you even know who Ted Williams
4: I is? See, I wasn't born there, though, man. I know who he is, but I wasn't looking at numbers back there because I wasn't born.
2: Look, if you're playing baseball, you <laughs> want to model yourself after one of the greatest hitters ever, right? Ted Williams, come on, man. <laughs>
4: I guess so. You didn't do a good job after modeling <laughs> yourself, but that's a whole other conversation. All right, well,
3: let's continue uh, talking NBA with Cassidy, and we have a game tonight. I'm calling this a Devin Booker game.
1: So is Mike Budenholzer. Yeah, uh, uh, good, <laughs>
3: good point. But don't you don't you feel like because in his finals he shoot under forty percent? He's had a couple games now where he's struggled. They look like they're trying to lock him down. But you know, as we were trying to create what he can be, and I think Devin Booker really has done a lot for his. His image as one of the, great, one of the next up-and-coming up and stars in the NBA, if not now, arrived. This is a game where, okay, let's see what you're about. They, they've made adjustments to you to make this game a struggle. Yeah. But this is a huge, you, you know, you lead your team to win this game. You are right there to win a championship. What do you have tonight? I'm watching Devin Booker tonight. This is Devin Booker game.
1: Yeah, I mean, uh, Devin Booker is under the pressure of a superstar. Um, Even though this is his first NBA playoffs, uh, let alone NBA finals, like the criticism he's getting right now is um, superstar criticism because ultimately you could say like, all right, he had an off night, a real off night um, in game three, but he was, he was pretty good in in games one and two. I will say though, ever since he broke his nose, um, he hasn't been the same as he's been dominant, uh, do, as he dominated early on mm-hmm. in these playoffs. I believe he hasn't shot over 50%. Hembo just uh, relayed this this stat to me, and I, I, I'm hoping I heard it right. But he hasn't shot over 50% um, since breaking his nose. And I think early in that Clippers series, we kind of, you know, credited like, hey, he's he's dealing with the mass, the no mass, like getting hit in the face, you know, maybe it's in his head. Maybe that's carrying over a little bit um, to this series, but also they're they're keen in on him. Um,
3: was game one of the Clipper series when he broke his nose? That was no, game game, was game
1: game two. Game oh, two. All
3: right. So since then, uh, thirty five point nine percent he's shooting from the field.
1: So I mean, game. whether you want to um, give him an out or, or not, a, yeah, give him an out there or not. There's there has been um, some drop off since he uh, you know hurt himself there. Um, You know. Devin Devin and Chris, um, they are the head of the snake here, even though I, I, I say that Aiton is the X factor for um, this team, as we saw in game three, having him off the court. They just can't do that against Giannis. Yeah. Um, but, you know, on the off day, Devin and Chris, they watch Game 3 tape um, in their hotel rooms in Milwaukee. They they tend to do that on off days. They live on the same block, by the way, in Phoenix. So they go over to each other's houses on off days to, to study film. Um, and, and Devin, he said yesterday he just needs to have a short memory. DeAndre Ayton said, though, like, this dude – is scary when um, he's coming off a bad performance, and so they fully just like you, Alan. They fully expect him to be on his A game. But I will say the Bucks have been inside of him um, in this game. That that that's their that's their game plan. What they 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 learn from game one that they need to throw multiple looks at both him and and Chris Paul, especially in that pick and roll. And I give credit to. P.J. Tucker, I know a lot of people were clowning him um, after game through three, given that he, you know, um, got dunked on by Cam Johnson. But if you watched P.J. Tucker, um, he was very disruptive. And a cool, interesting note for, for basketball nerds is that, like, you know, P.J. Tucker was on, on the Suns when um, Devin was drafted. And um, Devin credits P.J. for developing his game. Um, and so P.J. knows the mm-hmm. secrets, uh, mm-hmm. if you will. And, you know, we've seen – you know, we give credit to Chris Paul and LeBron James for being these, like, fountain of youth, you know, like doing this at 36. The way P.J. plays at 36, yeah. throwing his body out there, um, you, you know, he's not going to wow you with his stat lines. But if you're watching just his grit, I think he activated this um, Bucks defense in, in game three in that first half. And I just have so much respect for, for PJ Tucker, just his journey. And that's a big body for Devin to go up against him and Chris Middleton, which, you know, we're seeing a lot of looks that the Bucks are throwing at both um, Devin and Chris. So, you know, I do expect a, a, a good Devin Booker game, um, but it, it's not going to be easy for him.
3: No, it's not supposed to be. Not when you get this this deep into it. I, I I like what you said about Tucker because I don't think he gets nearly enough respect around this league. No, maybe the players. get He's know, the
1: ultimate tough guy. You think, guy sneakers, that, oh, you think about his sneakers. You think about his clothes. He's got that like what yeah. was like two years ago with the Rockets? He played um, he played in the series like just a week. At, no, just immediately after getting a root canal. Like it was the 2018 playoffs. Yeah, guys he had like, a root canal.
3: Yeah, guys like him. I'm telling you, guys like him are the ones that you feel like that they're the glue guys yeah. on championship teams. And he was a great pickup for the Bucks. I thought Huge. the Nets could have used him. You know this. You know when he was available, there were a couple of teams you're like, boy, he goes to that team, it could really change him. And he's been effective. He can guard anybody. Undersized, he'll guard bigs, but he'll also go up against a guy like Devin Booker and try to shut him down. And that that's what makes. That's what makes this game, to me, again, the, the compelling thing to see is a young star in Devin Booker. Can he overcome it? Because it's not supposed to be easy at this level. And let's see if he can certainly uh, make that difference. Cassie Hubbard joining us right now in studio, giving us a straight talk. by Straight talk wireless. No contract. No compromise. But coming up, like, we talk about Booker, let's go on the other side of things talk about Giannis. And we spent the last couple of days talking about Giannis and, and where he really is, not just among fans and media, but among his peers and there's a couple of good examples I think Cassidy can bring to this conversation, and we'll get into that coming up next. KJZ, ESPN Radio, ESPN2, and SiriusXM, Channel 80. Devin Booker it. is the yes. next yeah. Kobe Bryant.
5: The mentality, you know, people say the mama mentality, just the approach of, you know, doing whatever it, whatever it takes, you know, at all costs to get a win. You know, it might not be 40 points next game.
0: This is Keyshawn J. Will and Zubin.
6: to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot slash unsportsmanlike.
2: Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details.
3: Just, was that against Cameron Payne? Who was that against? Did you see Cassie? I didn't see. Like that movie. Johnson? Was, I
1: don't know.
3: He's going right, and the next thing you know, his arms go up in the air, and now he's left. so long,
4: like, though, and nothing you can do with that.
3: In one step.
4: He's already He's on Bridges.
3: The it was Mikael Bridges. Okay, the, the monitor's okay. too far away, that and I'm sense. old. My eyes don't, don't see. I, w- yeah,
1: I wasn't paying.
3: Cassie Hubbard joining us right now in studio. Keyshawn Allen Hahn in with you here. Um, So I want you – and, Cassie, this has become a discussion. So I want you to hear something that Steve Novak, former NBA player, sharpshooter, mm-hmm. also does uh, TV now in Milwaukee Novak for the attack. Bucks. Yep. Yes, the discount double check. Mm-hmm. Uh, he, he obviously intimate knowledge of what's going on with Milwaukee, but also with Giannis yes. and because, and this is the setup is this is, I know there's been sort of this discussion over the last couple of days and it's something I, I just needed to know why when Dame Lillard has a logo three, you go on social media and it's just every blue check NBA player is just, you know, fawning about the shot. Steph Curry has like a, a big third quarter knocks down like six or seven threes in the quarter. Everybody's just going nuts. Giannis goes back to back forty point games in the finals. Crickets.
1: There's really no. You just, mean on social media? Uh, yeah, I mean
3: players. Players. I'm, I'm not, just, not talking about fans now. I'm talking about players. Just players. Current, former, yeah, you know, whatever it is. Players especially in the, NBA. the stars of the league. You're just not seeing that same enthusiasm for what he's doing. And I don't think. And I talked to some current and former players. And it's not a lack of respect for him. It's just this lack of enthusiasm. And some people even said to me. You know what James Harden said? You know last year, or, or yeah, last year. Um, February, they had their 20, little, February 2020. February twenty twenty. Yeah, they had their little beef, and what he said, he's like, "That's how guys feel." Mm-hmm. So, you know, remember what Harden said was yeah, basically, yeah, yeah. "He doesn't have you any know, skill." I mean, right. What I just do is skill,
1: <laughs> like be a point forward and take that three was some steps from that. Yeah. Was some skill.
3: So we had Steve Novak on, mm-hmm. and, and like I mentioned, Novak certainly knows some stuff. So. Here's what Novak said about that whole situation and why Giannis might not be in that, you know, that circle of friends. Take a listen
5: if you followed Giannis and watched how he's kind of gone about his journey, it's it's always been about being the underdog, being the guy who wasn't as respected, who wasn't going to be able to do it. And so, you know, when LeBron invited him to work out in the summers and he said, nah, you know what, I'm good. I'm actually trying to be your greatest competition. I'd rather not. He got invited to be in Space Jam. He said, nah, I'm good. You know, he didn't want to create a super team. I think he's gone about it this way. He signed a five-year extension to stay in Milwaukee, which, I mean, if you think about it, that's kind of, it's mind blowing. I do think that's part of it. Some of it's his style of game that he plays with that makes the, his sex appeal not quite that LeBron D Wade type star level uh, appeal. But he just he loves who he is. He wants to work his butt off and be better than everybody else.
4: And see it, it, what Steve was talking about there. I brought up to you, Han, prior to these conversations about his style of play. Is not. It's just like okay, I'm like in the Harden category where I got big shoulders, I'm big, I'm a bully ball, and that's what I'm going to do. And there's nothing you can do about it, which I would take on my team in a heartbeat. Cassidy would know, I wouldn't even bat an eye if I'm getting 40 points a game from my star player and we're winning a ton of games and we're in the finals. No question about it. But I also understand where James Harden is coming from when they make when he made those comments. And a little bit of that was back and forward, kind of whatever, beef, yeah. little beef going on. He does have athleticism. He does have... Skills that you hadn't seen in quite some time in a big man like that. But I think when you start to do anything other than the paint, it makes people discredit your skill set in the NBA. He's not a pure shooter. He tries to shoot, and yeah. it's like, yeah, he misses free throws, and he doesn't play with that
6: Finax. aggression
4: that a Shaq would play with. And then there's that comparison to a Shaq. Like, I watch a highlight, he goes around Crowder, he dunks the ball, but it's like I dunked it opposed to let me break the rim. Right. So I think a lot of that has to do with way, the way some of the NBA current superstars may feel about it.
1: Okay, I remember, this is how I'm looking at this discussion. First and foremost, the, the conversation on NBA Twitter. Um, I think you have to take into account Team USA is going on right now um, people are not as plugged in as the, the you know, on their phones. I, i'm not seeing a lot of chatter in general i'm not seeing a lot of people talking about cp i'm see, not seeing a lot of people p- talking about devin booker as far as other than john Morant, who who seems to be yeah, tweeting every yeah. two seconds i'm not seeing a, a lot of conversation from from players i'm sure they're watching but as far as being active on social media i mean lebron james has space jam going on right now you see a couple you know tweets from him about cp being like one more or like mm-hmm. two more three more whatever um but i think a broader conversation about uh, how Giannis is respected. I just, I think it comes down to, he's just, he's just not boys with, with a lot of the, the, the guys out there you, you know you just uh, Novak just pointed out like how he turned down you know working out with LeBron in in the summertime like Giannis's story is not just a um, Cinderella story if you will um, but you know he he wasn't playing AAU with these guys he didn't grow up playing basketball with these guys he didn't develop that relationship there is a respect and I also feel like I mean Chris Paul was asked about this yesterday in media availability about like you know, Giannis not getting certain respect from from players, and he goes, he's a two time MVP. What do you want? And if, if like this is my assumption, like this is not uh, reporting in any way, but my my feeling from across the league is this guy has two two MVPs. He doesn't need any more outpouring of of, of respect from us um, because you know some may argue that like LeBron should have won, you know, two more MVPs instead of Giannis. And so there's there's that battle of, among superstars. And Harden believes that 2019
3: and, he should right. have won. Right. And
1: you brought up the point of uh, in the break about like they they mess with Luca, but yeah, Luka hasn't Yeah, no, but MV, I was about But Luka ask you, hasn't no, been crowned a king yet. No, no,
4: but I was going to ask you Cassidy how come it seems like that they rock with Luca? Luca can go off in Okay, let's see when, when he when Luca went off in the playoffs and no, when he's in the finals. No, but I'm saying when he went off in the playoffs Everybody was like, yeah. all those dudes was tweeting out and doing whatever they do on social media and having a ball about Luca being the guy.
1: But it's also, I mean, to your point, it's also his style play. I mean, like he's lethal out on the perimeter, which is sexy. Yeah, yes, you know, yeah, that's, that's where I So, going it, it, so right. that's what it's, it's, it's it, like. It's easier to drop your jaw. Um, at like a you know a, a step back uh, three in today's game than it is to see a back down you know punishing.
4: But I guess I guess for me I'm not a social media guy. I just I see things with my eyes and I'm well informed around leagues and people and things of that nature. It's almost like dunking the ball every time, and, and I'll take that on my team. Don't get me wrong, but it's like they're tired of watching a bunch of dunks and no championships, so to speak, right? I mean, if he wins this final, then I think that changes a little bit. because Yeah, but
1: what that changes, though, is putting Giannis, if Giannis pulls this off, this the, this puts him in That's like what I'm saying. So upper, upper, conversation, upper yeah, echelon. Would, so that conversation and when will try, change. And when, upper, upper echelon. This is not just like a guy like, Damian Lillard, who is nice but hasn't sniffed yeah. the NBA Finals yet where you crown him one of the best ever. Like, if Giannis pulls this off, two-time MVP, Finals MVP most likely, and, and a champion, that, that, that this, though, brings okay? them into a conversation. KD, LeBron, like, that's let a me, hard thing me, for let a let lot of players to swallow. I
4: was about to ask you that. You mentioned swallowing and hard and all that sort of stuff. Let me ask you this question. Is it – do the players feel – that it's somewhat media forced, even though he's the MVP Mm. and he won, he's scoring and he's doing what he does. Does it, does, do players feel, do you think, do you think players feel it's media force to make him something bigger?
1: I just think, you know, when you don't know somebody, Mm -hmm. you make in your, you make up, you fill in the gaps yourself. And so I just feel like, as much as we've known about Giannis's story, he keeps to himself. It's him and his brothers, okay? Like it's him, Thanasis, I'm gonna, it's offer, like, the, I'm gonna like I just feel like uh, to 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 your question, Key, I, I just don't think like these guys know him, and so they see that he's getting these awards and 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 yeah. winning, um, and you know. Like yeah. that, makes you, yeah, right. that makes you decide whatever you want to decide about him.
3: Cassie Hubbeth joining us here in the studio, our ESPN and NBA reporter. Um, I'm going to offer this because it's something with, a couple of days ago, Jay and I were going back and forth about it. it it's it's I think it's also, though, the game part that, that you mentioned and that we've been talking about. Steph Curry has a signature move, right? People emulate a move that he does. You, Kobe, you emulate a move he does. Like the greats have something about them that is like you, you can do that. You know, you try to emulate it on the court you know Giannis's game doesn't really have that kind of a 3 you're thing talking about, about a three
1: step from the um, half court well, line yeah, how many uh, human beings can do steph? that and that's a point you how can't many human beings can do that? what steph no. can do but you as much as people well, you, say but you
3: can emulate it you can try you can practice you can, can, try. Practice it, you can but you doing can't do it? It, right? one i mean
5: he's
1: trying
3: it you can't do one yeah. dribble and get to the rim from the from the you know from, from half court, like he can. So you're
1: saying the relate? There's, it, you can't relate. Maybe to that's Giannis. what
3: it is—a relatability, or well, even that's just. That's
1: why Greek Freak. And Bobby Porter signature. said, "Whoever came up with Greek Freak, that's a great name."
3: Well, it's perfect, right? It's a
1: perfect name. Yeah.
3: but but again, everybody I talk to, it's not a disrespect. It's not a he can't. It's clear what he can do. I just think there's something there's something deeper to it that I was just confused about. I know it's social media; we shouldn't get caught up in it. But NBA is uh, like any other sport. To me, NBA is a sport where the the, the The players seem to have such an enthusiasm for other players, the way they react to them. That this was something I felt might be missing, but maybe you're right. It's July; the finals are now. Not normally have them. A lot You've of famous people going in on. the
1: NBA, and there's a popularity contest, it, it, like a little bit of high school in, in in certain regards. And Giannis is just kind of like by himself. Your, under, you know at the, yeah. at the lunch table,
3: table by himself. Huh? Like, I know. love your disdain for this topic, by the way. I, you are <laughs> giving me such a look like you really wasted my
1: time. Not because, at all. Because no, no, because it's a conversation, so but it's just like it's hard to generalize. Um, Just appreciate greatness.
3: Yeah, you know, we. I like him, though. Cool. No, don't just like don't see,
1: see there it is. I mean, I don't, I don't, don't think him. he's Shaq, though, no, but he's cool. He's just not my dude. <laughs> That's what it comes down to. You can
3: catch on Hoop Streams before every game on NBA Finals. Always great to have you Thank in. You. Sorry to waste your time he's with He's
4: cool. This. I had fun That's with him. That's what
3: he's cool, but he ain't. 34, good he's number cute. for him. Got a long last name. You yeah, a absolutely. Thirty-four is good number, Man, I, right? I, I See, like
1: he has him. To do one hand, three, four. I that's, like him. Coverage
3: it. of Game Four, NBA Finals, against tonight, eight p.m. Eastern on ESPN Radio. Cassidy, thank you as always. Coming up next, will Aaron Rodgers playing Green Bay this season? We discuss more of that after SportsCenter.
7: Vladimir Guerrero Jr. crushed it 468 feet later. And he's flexing, pointing to his bicep as he goes past Tatis and takes his time around the bases.
3: John me with the call. ESPN Radio as the American League beat the National League 5-2 in the baseball all-star game. Vlad Guerrero stole the show. Vlad Guerrero Jr., that is. He had... A home run in the third inning, he captured MVP honors at 22 years and 119 days old. He became the youngest All-Star Game MVP in Major League history. The youngest player to hit a home run in the game since Johnny Bench in 1969. To the Olympic – well, Olympic – Uh, Prep Anyway, Team USA beats Argentina 108-80. That's after they lost two exhibition games to Nigeria and Australia. So they bounce back, get the win, the 28-point win, second largest by a Greg Popovich coached team and the largest in an exhibition game under Popovich. Staying in basketball to the NBA, Kawhi Leonard, the Clippers announced that he underwent surgery to repair a partially torn right ACL. He was injured during the fourth quarter game four of the Western Conference semifinals against the Jazz. That was back in June 14th, and he missed the final eight playoff games of the Clippers season. The team was calling it a sprained right knee. Center presented by Progressive Insurance. Progressive makes bundling easy and affordable. Get a multi-policy discount by combining your car, home, motorcycle, commercial, auto, and more. All your protection in one place. Bundle and save at Progressive.com. Keyshawn J. Will Zubin presented by Progressive Insurance. All guests join us on the Goodyear Hotline. Let's move back into the NFL conversation. Our good friend Jeff Saturday joining us right now on the Goodyear Hotline. Brought to you by Goodyear, helping you discover the road ahead. Goodyear, more driven. Jeff, are you a big number guy, like jersey number guy? When you see a jersey number on somebody, you're like, man, that doesn't fit you. That shouldn't be your number. Like, are you big like that? Did you care that much about your number?
0: Man, I'm an offensive lineman, dude. We don't care about <laughs> nobody's numbers, man. Like, I don't care what anybody wears. Hey, I just want to be able to, to identify who it is. The hardest part about all this number changing is if I got a number eight who's a defensive end, you know what I mean? Like like those things, that he's playing backer and end, he's going back and forth. Like that part gets a little more confusing. But, man, ain't nobody, we, we ain't pretty enough to worry about numbers. Y'all know that.
4: Hey, Jeff, let me With ask Jeff you at
3: 63. Th- that, like, when you look at Jeff, you think. He's yes. an offensive lineman, man. It this doesn't really,
4: really long as he don't have a single digit, he's good with me, <laughs> right? I mean, he's got to be in the sixties, the fifties. Big deal. I mean, for Keith. if he's a center, he should be somewhere in the fifties, and then after that, it's whatever. As Long as he doesn't dive into the eighties, that's tight ends. Mm. I mean, he's an offensive lineman. But you mentioned Jeff. <laughs> you just mentioned identification, and I was wondering about this because I think I know football, and I think I know how to recognize defenses or whatever the case is. I'm identifying the position. So how does a number? affect when you need to the mic is the mic whether he's wearing zero or 55 the position he's the mic if i'm calling out the mic he's in that position so how how does that affect you on the offensive line or the quarterback for that matter if if there's a different number
0: that's a great question. So so here's the deal. It's not it's not just necessarily the mic, Key. So when you start talking about though when strong safeties, linebackers and ends now can have all kinda, you know, similar numbers, right? Is this when guys start walking in and out of the box, we call it like j- j- jicky jacking, right? Going back and yeah. forth, and an in becomes a linebacker. A strong safety comes in. You're identifying past the mic, right? So you're trying to pick up numbers of what guys are. So when you when you're when you're prepping for the week, you know is he play, is that safety playing linebacker in this nickel? Is he really playing safety? So it's all about being able to identify. And you and I both know when they start walking all those guys down tight to the box, and everybody starts getting in there, identifying those numbers of which guy is playing what role is what becomes more difficult. It's not the, you know, the, the the simplification of the mic. I'm with you on that. It's everything else. When guys start standing up, walking around, right? He gets he puts his hand in the dirt and then gets up and then walks out to the to the linebacker position. All of that movement becomes difficult because, you know, you're, you're talking through numbers. Where in the past it was, hey, you knew if he had, like you are saying, double digits, you know, he, we're going to count him as a hand-in-the-dirt guy. Now yes. you can't necessarily do that. So it'll just be more prep work yeah. going into okay. the week. Once you get to Sunday and Monday, you know. But the prep leading into it just makes it more difficult.
4: Yeah, all, it, yeah okay, so now I understand more because of the prep. It was like when the Redskins, at the time it was the Redskins, but it's the Washington football team now they would have that blitz where they would bring somebody off the edge and they would drop the defensive end from the other side. In the end, it was the same defense. It was just confusion at the line of That's scrimmage. Right. And it was much easier probably for us as receivers standing up and being able to see it than it was for offensive linemen with their head and hands down in the ground. That's fascinating to think about too, having a to decipher all that stuff. A hundred
0: percent.
3: Go ahead, Jeff.
4: Yeah. Sorry.
0: I, I was just going to say, the biggest difference for offensive linemen is when your hand is in the dirt like Key's saying, you can't really see past the heels of the linebackers, right? So, you know, that's why so many guys stay in that two-point stance now, Key, so they can pass information back and forth.
4: Washington thought they were slick. They would bring the defensive end from the other side and yeah. have him run all the way across while the guy blitzes off our head. We was like, oh, okay, we're just going to run out. Y'all just lost. <laughs> but, but they, yep. you know, the first time yep. they got Zone you blitz. and then after that,
3: it was like, yeah, we getting ready to kill this. Right, yeah, you see it once, that's all that matters. But uh, speaking of numbers, Jeff, how about the, the most important number in Green Bay is, of course, number 12. And I, I've been feeling all yeah. along uh, that it just feels like like Aaron Rodgers, you can deal with all of the you know, the drama of the offseason and some of the, the subtle hints that he has put out there or maybe not so much a hint, uh, not saying anything while still talking. But I just always felt like in the end, can't see him sitting out. You're a competitor. You want to play. And Adam Schefter just recently had a report where, you know, from what he said, he's not still not happy about Green Bay, not happy about some people there, but loves his teammates, loves his coaches, and, you know, has never really said, I'm not coming back. So do you feel that it's more likely we'll see him at the start of camp, or do you feel like, you know, Key for a while there was saying there's no way he's coming back, but even Key's now coming around.
0: No, he's going to play for the Packers, man. I mean, listen, this is what grown folks do, right? You're going to end up playing. You you don't like your boss, and you're going to end up getting over it because you know – Ultimately, you like your coach, you love your teammates, you enjoy what you're doing. To your point about being the competitor that he is, he's coming off an MVP season. I mean, I mean listen, there's nothing, there's nothing that, that, that is less discussed than an athlete that's not playing, right? Like everybody who's been injured understands the team moves on, the organization moves on. As a football player, where Aaron Rodgers is right now, and especially where the Packers as an organization is, it's his best opportunity to win a Super Bowl as well and the Packers. So, you know, for all the talk, I don't think it's going to happen at the beginning of camp. I think he'll hold out longer than that, maybe all the way through to the first week of the season. Ultimately, I think he comes back and plays because of those things. He wants to play. He wants to show everybody how good he is. He's still the MVP of the league. All of those things, all those boxes he wants to check. Watching football next year is not what he wants to do, and the Packers ain't giving him up.
4: This wouldn't be the preseason to start up the football if we didn't talk about the Dallas Cowboys. That Prescott and the Cowboys... (laughs) What what are the expectations for them Jeff can they can they win the NFC East
0: Absolutely, I think offensively this is going to be a this is going to be a top probably a top eight or top five offense. Uh, I think Dak coming back, getting healthy. I think the offensive line getting healthy. The biggest question mark in Dallas is the defense. What can Dan Quinn, the new defensive coordinator for the Cowboys, do to get this defense right? If you think about even last year, you know when 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 Dak was having these you know miracle comebacks and all the things, the defense was just so bad. He was overcoming that the offense played wide open. If they get back into a, a, a mentality where Zeke it can be the lead, the offensive line's healthy, and the defense is even mid-tier key. Like like this doesn't have to be a top ten. If this is a top fifteen, top eighteen defense, this is going to win the NFC the NFC least where everybody wants to be five hundred man. I mean, it's like every year this is what it is. This is this is the offense that can strike and hurt you, and, and ultimately with the Washington football team in the division and who who I think. They're going to have to beat. If, if their defense can just hold serve, this team could be, could be one that makes noise uh, in the NFC East and potentially in the playoffs.
3: Jeff, we're getting closer and closer to training camps. Keith says you can smell it. Can you smell it?
0: Heck yeah, man! Ain't no doubt. I'm, I'm with. I I'm with, and Listen, your body clock as a player. Even as we get down to this, my body starts telling me, you know, it's it's time to get back into the grass, man. It's time. It, you know, it's just one of those things, man. That, that as long as we play in the game, it's one of those things. It's 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 the body clock and your timing, and we're all there. I can feel it, Key. I'm with you. Yeah, I absolutely love
3: it. All right, coming up in just, again, just a couple of weeks, all the teams will be on the field. Jeff, always great to catch up with you, man. Be one. All well. right, Jeff. Appreciate y'all. Jeff Saturday, our ESPN NFL analyst on the Goodyear Hotline. So as we were just talking about the Cowboys there, he said absolutely they should be the favorites in the NFC East, but why would they not be the favorites? One expert said so. We'll discuss coming up next. KJZ, ESPN Radio, do you have a read?
4: No, there's no reason. You're
3: holding a piece of paper up.
4: Because I'm getting ready to fold it
3: up. Right. Mind your business. When you hold a piece of paper up, it gives me the signal. Sensitive. Yes, a little bit. KJZ. Well, he's been wrong a lot lately. I've been wrong today a lot, yes. SiriusXM XM Channel 80 as well.
7: Yeah, we think Dak, Ezekiel, C.D. Lamb, Amari Cooper, Michael Gallup. Oh, my God, they're, they're going to win everything. And then they forget, oh, yeah, well, there's actually three phases to football. Even if the Cowboys are middle of the road on defense, they should be a top five offense. This
0: is Keyshawn J. Will Zubin.
2: Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out electric e-bikes today. The number one selling e-bike in America. so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S dot We all know breakfast is an
0: important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any.
3: And we will get into uh, wide receiver rankings a little bit later on in the show as Jeremy Fowler has been putting out his list from each, his his top-ranked wide receivers, running backs, quarterbacks. We've done this for a while, so I'm curious to see what you think of the wide receiver thing. We'll get to that in a little bit. But we were just talking with Jeff Saturday, and as you know – he believed, as he said, when it comes to the Cowboys, can they win the division? Absolutely. Yeah. So they're pretty firmly that he believes they could be a top eight, top five offense, and their defense certainly has to come around. But he I didn't got have I a lot of respect remember I had them division. winning
4: like 13 games.
3: You, you're saying 13 they games? They might be right? a little high. They may, they may be a 12 win team. Okay. But so with that in mind, and, and I mean, there should be some high expectations for the Cowboys this year with Dak Prescott coming back because before the injury, that offense certainly was humming. Louis Riddick though we had on yesterday and Lewis Riddick felt completely different about the Cowboys as potentially runaway
7: favorites in the NFC East. This is this is the result of the of the fantasy football world fantasy football mindset that we live in. You know, we think Dak Ezekiel, CD Lamb, Amari Cooper, Michael Gallup, oh my god, there they're, they're going to win everything. Oh, that's right. They have Zach Martin coming back and he's going to he's going to be good again. So and then they forget, oh, yeah, well, there's actually three phases to football. And we know that the defensive phase of their football team was awful. Now, we also know that Dan Quinn better get it right. And they, had draft, they drafted six players consecutively in the draft this past year. So we know that there, there isn't a whole lot more that they could do to get worse than they were last year defensively. But they're not runaway favorites in the least. Not runaway
3: favorites. And that's okay. He brought up Washington as a team with that defense especially.
7: And
4: that's okay. Look, Ron Rivera was on with us a couple months ago, and he talked about the recipe for success. A solid defense running the ball and a quarterback that's not going to screw it up. I've been saying that for the longest. You look at the Super Bowl champions, what did they do? They had a quarterback that's not going to screw it up. They ran the ball with Fournette and Jones, and they play stellar defense. So I understand that Washington can be right there with them. There's no question about it. But based on the roster and the things that they did in the offseason and in the draft to upgrade their defense, you can't possibly tell me that they didn't address some of those issues. And then getting Dan Quinn, who also is a quality defensive coordinating mind in the National Football League. We saw what he was able to do in Seattle prior to what he did in Atlanta, taking them to the Super Bowl. Then they obviously lost the Super Bowl. But, you know, he, he got them there. The defense at times was pretty good. I, I think I just think that they upgraded where they needed to on the defensive side of the ball. Stay healthy on the offensive line.
3: Stay healthy. To me, is that the biggest concern? Like you want to talk about defense being the biggest concern for them? I just feel like for Dallas, the last couple of years, it's been that. It's been the healthy part, especially of it. offensive line. Offensive line has struggled to stay healthy, and when they have struggled to stay healthy, obviously it's a major impact on that offense. Suddenly Zeke can't be Zeke. Dak is well, their, their has defense.
4: Gotta, their defense has been subpar for quite some time. I
3: know. That's been an issue for them for a yeah, while. Their
4: defense has been. So you even, think,
3: if you had to say a level of Even when the offensive
4: line was healthy and everybody was rolling, the defense was
3: not good. Right.
4: They, they were just not good.
3: So if you're talking about level of concern, I'm thinking of things that would keep the Cowboys from reaching a potential that some people think they should have. Would it be their health or would it be the defense? Well, you can't. If, if you're not
4: healthy, it doesn't matter. If so let's got, start. They've got guys that
3: have start, been banged up.
4: Let's start with the health on both sides of the ball. They've lost linebackers. They've lost guys yeah. because of health. If they stay healthy and the defense can do what most people think that they capa- they're capable they capable of doing, which is not allowing the as many points as they did a year ago, then this team is going to be poised for some success.
3: Because they can score. They
4: can score. Yeah. They could score. Yeah. yeah, they can certainly well, score. Of course they can. They could, they, look, it's the defense. It really is. Health-wise, I'm, I'm assuming they're going to stay healthy. You can't help. I mean, you can't. If a guy tears his knee out, you can't do anything about that. But, in, but you can certainly do something about your defense.
3: You can do something about your defense by, I, I don't know. Like I feel like that's a controllable. That's why I feel the bigger yes. concern is health, which the, the, the history of but the offensive for, line has been that for, they don't stay healthy. But they, they can, can come into health. camp healthy, but will they Alan, stay healthy? Smith health was is, one of the best in the league, and now you wonder if he can to, play a full season.
4: Everybody has to stay healthy in the league. In order to have a chance, you've got to stay healthy. If you're not healthy, just look at what happened in the NBA. I get that. guys were falling – teams were falling off a cliff – once they lost a few
3: players. But you, you know this better than anybody that once you, once you have a, a line, at first of all, they've been together a couple of years. It's yeah, not so like a, they're most, not most of them, yeah. Most of them, I guess, right. But Smith was the best in the league, right? Wasn't he? At left tackle? Like he was the best. Yeah, he you was one of top was the top three guys. And how important he is. Yeah. I mean, can he play a full season? I don't know. I'm not the doctor,
4: but
1: well, yes, if he, I, he has I, to. He has to play I just feel Bulls like cont- you
3: can control a defense and how bad it plays versus how good it plays yeah, but but based we, on your you, system, based thing, on Alan, talent, and based on your coach, which they Alan, made the change. They you don't
4: want to. We're tired of 39 42. We're tired of that. We need to see some 24 23s. We need to see that out of the Cowboys. We need to see some 19 24s, not. 39 to 42. You, you don't want to, that doesn't, that's not going to help you.
3: Totally if your understand. defense is giving up the, the yams like that, you're not going to win a lot of games. Which is why wouldn't Washington really be the team that you would have more faith in, in that division? Because that the, they have the defense. I, I have in place. the
4: faith because I like the defensive coordinator and I like what they did this off season in the draft and upgrading certain positions. That's the only reason why. But, and I think that they have a, a better quarterback situation by far. Even though Fitzy is doable, but what if he has to throw a bunch? Like, what is that going to look like? That's the only part that scares me. Is he serviceable enough
3: to not screw it up when we say throw it? Serviceable enough. Yeah, I don't know. I still believe in the defense. See, because
4: when Tom Brady needs to throw, I know he's not going to throw it to the
3: other team. I'm not worried about him. Yeah, well, I, I, I Fitzy he doesn't have that Fitz tragic as much in his career anymore. But, boy, if he could just manage, that Washington team is going to be good. Defensive. they got to run the ball, too. Everybody wants to love Dallas. But one thing you can trust in Dallas is there's always going to be some drama that keeps them from being the team they're supposed to be. Jay Will joins us next. Huh? Talk NBA Finals.
2: Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out electric e-bikes today. The number one selling e-bike in America.